Welcome back to the Two Guys Named Chris show. I'll tell you something. This, we just zigging and zagging all over the place because I gave Lisa a few stories that we were going to cover these stories. I, we just added three just today. We just added three. Well, you know, that's that's the advantage of radio on World Radio Day. Today is World Radio Day, Dave. I had or no national, idea. Or national. Oh, it's National Radio Day. Oh, national. Well, and, that's yeah. not as big. Well, still, it's it's big enough. Still. I, I guaranteed to play this every hour on the hour. And like a good radio professional. Skipped it. <laughs> got failed on a promise. <laughs> Failed to deliver. <laughs> That's correct. It's what we do. That's correct. Happy National Radio Day, everyone. Ladies and gentlemen, in just a few moments, we start our daily broadcast. Who listens to radio? That go where you go medium called radio. That's with you every night through the long commuter fight. And in the morning with your toast and mama lady oh. John, what is FN? Good. Who listens to radio no matter if it's summer winter spring or fall who listens to radio only 150 million i want to be a dj you do that's the radio i think i heard of that it's called the radio now, who doesn't feel good now? Who does not feel good now? Ooh, ooh, get your zoot suit out. There you go. That warmed me ooh. up. Wow. Lisa Lanier is on the radio. See, the advantage of radio is you can we zig and zag. You pivot live. That's right. We pivot. Uh, I gave Lisa four or five stories yesterday. We might not touch a one of them. She'll be completely unprepared for this. We are pivoting on the spot. Lisa, hello. How are you? Wow, that was quite the little uh, montage you yes. just did. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, that's radio, baby. Yes. That's how it's done, exactly. It was. Here's our... <laughs> now, that is a 60-year-old jingle. That Back when the great. bands were in the studio. That's correct. <laughs> Used to, the bands would come in the studio. Orchestras. Let me ask Orchestras, you this. Yes. We just talked about this in the last segment. We were talking about marijuana dispensaries in a legalized state like Colorado. And Chris Tim was saying, why is it an all-cash business deal? The answer is because it's not legalized federally, so no bank will get behind it, so you can't use your credit card there. So if it's not legalized federally, can you use a, let's say, Colorado bank, so when you get uh, $1,000, $100,000 in cash and you need to deposit it into the bank in your business account, Colorado banks will take that money, correct? Yeah, they'll take it as long as it's cash because – where the feds are interested in stepping in is if you use something that is part of interstate commerce. And if you just depositing in your local bank is not considered engaging in interstate commerce, mm. but using a credit card is considered interstate commerce. And the feds are leaving it alone as long as you don't go there into interstate commerce. So, so that's, yeah, there's still, so what happens is with all this cash, it ends up that there's still a lot of crime surrounding these things because they're getting robbed all the time. And, mm-hmm. You know, they're waiting for the deposit to be made at night and, and uh, carjacking these people and holding them up and mm-hmm. a, lot of, a, lot of debt, a lot of risk there. I would imagine, the too, that if you're a tourist, you know, visiting Colorado when you want to go to a store, get some edibles or whatever, you may even just think, hey, I'll just use my credit card. You may not have that's the true. cash. I'll bet they have ATM. And I can do. I bet they have an ATM they right have to. Uh That's true. And if I'm an employee of a dispensary, how am I paid? Do they put it in the bank and then write checks from the bank? Is that how, or direct deposit into your your personal account as an employee? Yeah, you're, I think employees are paid normally because the issue is not so much. You know, you're allowed to do banking. You're allowed to pay your employees electronically. It's when you use something that, like a credit card, that 
is considered a part of interstate commerce. That's a very cutting-edge, current-day question and issue we had for Lisa. Here's another. We have a P1 listener saying this. His kids go to school in a county that has left is not requiring students or teachers to wear masks. They're leaving it optional as of now. His kids and his family really believe in masks and wearing masks. So they homeschooled them last year, but now they're sending them back to school. And so his question is, if my kids go to school, wear a mask, but the county doesn't require it, and then they get COVID because other kids aren't wearing masks, can they bring a lawsuit against the school system? Lisa, what are your thoughts? I'm going to guess no. What do you think? Yeah, I think, you know, it's going to depend on if if COVID gets so bad that it's just, you know, like it's uh, just a complete uh, ridiculous policy not to have masks, then maybe that, you know, where it's where it just crosses that line. Mm-hmm. But for right now, and we're and we're headed in that direction, but for right now, I think because it depends on the ages of the kids too, you know, if it's an age like middle school, older middle school and high school where they can be vaccinated, it makes a big difference versus if they're six years old. Mm-hmm. But right now, I think it's the policy would probably not be actionable. But I think if you get a little bit further along, like the CDC just a week or two ago recommended that in schools, teachers and students, regardless of vaccination status, should all be masked. Because what we're finding is that, you know, vaccinated people are asymptomatic but carrying it at high rates. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it's, you know, it's pretty, it'd be pretty, in that kind of closed quarters, especially where kids are, you know, uh, so close to the teachers and so close to each other, I mean, it makes sense to wear masks. So I think we're getting in that direction. But for right now, I don't think there's a well, what, what do you think about this? Here's another one we're just going to pivot and throw at you. Mm. A couple is being sued for $112,000 after they left a one-star review on Google. They're from Vancouver, Washington. Had a leak in their roof a few months ago. Their landlord sent over a roofing company, Executive Roof Services, to check it out. An employee came and found the leak. The tenant said she asked about a timeline and was told to call the office. She called the office, talked to the receptionist, who was rude and wouldn't give her any other information. Boyfriend called, had a bad experience as well. So they left a one-star review detailing their experience with the rude receptionist. But now they're being sued for this one-star review. This is happening more and more, isn't it? I mean, aren't you a, you're allowed to give reviews? What are your thoughts on this, Lisa? Yeah, so what you're seeing is, and there's actually, there's a, there's a D.C. attorney that's really made this his niche practice area where he's representing people all over the country, businesses going after consumers who place bad reviews mm-hmm. and he's suing them for defamation and defamation. You know, if you're stating an opinion, no defamation there. If you're stating a true and accurate fact, there's no defamation there. And in a lot of these reviews, they are opinion and fact, but he's going after them anyway. And these consumers can't afford to fight it. He's a very expensive attorney. He's filing in federal court. And it would cost them tens of thousands of dollars to fight him. Mm-hmm. So they just default and lose. And so, I mean, he's he's been prevailing, but there is a huge movement against that sort of thing. These are um, 31 states now have some form of anti-slap legislation. A slap lawsuit mm-hmm. is uh, it stands for strategic lawsuit against public participation. Dave slap. likes to slap now. I don't know about that. He popped up. He, yeah. Yeah, he, he sat up yeah. when you said anti-slap. Wait a minute now. Which end? Wait a minute. Which end? He likes a little slap play. Every once Dave, in a while. Dave, it's not that kind of slap. All it's right. not that well, kind of slap. Well, I'm not coming over. Uh, slump back over again here, Dave. <laughs> okay. All right. So Ooh. anti-slap. I Well, come on now. This guy should not be getting away with that. That's ridiculous. Uh, yeah. I like I like the anti-slap legislation. But why uh, if they are sued for $112,000 for leaving one bad review online, 
how much would they wind up paying? Not the whole 112000 Well, so he's saying, so defamation, your damages are your business losses. And what this uh, roofing company is saying is that they suffered $28,000 a week in damages for the duration of this review being left up. Mm -hmm. And I guess they took it down at some point. That's how you come up with that amount. So if they could, if this, you know, basically if they're alleging that, and then it depends on if these people are not able to even hire an attorney and fight it, they may get defaulted for that amount. Yeah. God. How terrible! I mean, that really is too bad. Yeah. You, you, because you tell the truth. If, yeah. if, if the receptionist was rude, you know, you should be allowed to put your your idea this, online. This, you know, we keep throwing things at Lisa un, yeah. unbeknownst to her, and this is not the same thing. But I wonder where social media falls in this. Here's an example: mm-hmm. we got a text one week ago, yeah, middle of summer, mm-hmm. from one of my cousins in Maryland, and she said, "Just got your Christmas card." Okay, so your Christmas card was delayed in the mail. Okay, <laughs> which we wow. mailed. Yep. mailed through wow. December. Yeah, okay. So I went, took to Twitter immediately, and I said, "Thanks to the USPS," and I hashtag mm-hmm, yeah. for delivering our Christmas card. Okay, you're welcome. All right. <laughs> <laughs> say no more in your tweet, sir. Happy to serve. We are here for you. Well, let me say this: your now, tax that's not a Google review. Work. Now, I got that Christmas card. I think it's possible the Postal Service looked at that and said, this is so good, we have to put it up <laughs> in on, our, the on the bulletin board. These suits that they're wearing, we got to yeah, hang this, this up. This is the most heartfelt Christmas yeah. card. This is the best Christmas card. The USPS has I ever bet saw. they had people coming in and say, where's that Christmas card? <laughs> we want to see it. <laughs> so is Chris Tim going to be sued? Biggie's saying, please, God, yes. I- <laughs> yeah, the full force of the post Can Chris Dim, <laughs> the guy to sue him right down the street, is the, is the USPS going to be is going to be suing Chris Dim now because of social media? Comment. Yeah, well, it's possible. It's possible. I don't think they will, but it is possible because you can be accused of defamation for any any place that you make public comment, whether it's on Twitter or you know wherever. Mm. Not just in a Google review, but any defamation is basically any published comment. Did so, you, uh, yeah. I didn't defame. I just used the facts with snark. Did well, you uh, did you pay for first class mail? Doubtful. Well, then you get what you get. Yeah. It's, a first, it's a first class thing. Fifty one cent. Listen, yeah. and if they sue you. You get that fifty one cent back. And I'll tell you that he goes heavy snark. That is heavy. That's snark. my thing. I know that. That's uh, I, that's, I believe. My, that's my my lieu. They would. Uh, <laughs> that is it. He he dabbles in snark <laughs> like, like the great artist dabble in oils <laughs> yes. I mean, or watercolors. He's that good at it. That's right. Now, let's ask this, Lisa. Is another uh, case for you. Oh, well, let me ask Chris. Would that, let's say you got sued, or you hear about this lawsuit, mm-hmm. and she said, oh, yeah, you have, might have to go through that because of this attorney. Would that stop you from putting up a snarky now going forward, you know, to some other business? It might. Right. I mean, if I think you, I would think if about If you it. hashtag the business. Yeah. Which I, I did. I would think yeah. about it. I really it would, would make you think twice about yes. it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just hearing this. Just hearing this. Uh, one other story for you. A disability, a disability rights activist is suing United Airlines to cover the cost of replacing her power wheelchair because she was on a flight going on United Airlines, uh, her flight home from Washington, D.C., where she had attended a disability rights march in July. And when she got off the plane in Los Angeles, found that her wheelchair was damaged beyond repair. I assume the wheelchair was then below the plane. And it had been bent and yeah. damaged horribly. It's a $30,000 power wheelchair. And she says, I'm stuck at home. I can't go where I want. She's looking for not only an apology. She wants them to pay for a new wheelchair. So far, they haven't. What are your thoughts on this, Lisa? 
Yeah, so I think I, I saw an update to this story. I think they are agreeing okay. to pay for it now, and I don't think it's going to go all the way to a lawsuit. She was threatening, mm-hmm. and I think now where where her agenda is is she's actually trying to change airline policies because you know when when a person with a disability is in a wheelchair comes onto the plane or approaches the plane, they make them switch out of their wheelchair into one of the airlines' wheelchairs that's according to the airlines, you know, that's suited to go up and down the aisle. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times the private wheelchair may not. Mm -hmm. And so it's just their policy. She's trying to change that policy because she said these wheelchairs are nothing like, you know, the the real wheelchair that you normally would use. And that it's, um, she says the wheelchair is an extension of her body Mm -hmm. and that she should be allowed to have her wheelchair on the plane. And so she's really seeking a whole airline industry change. But I do think that United Airlines, they've, so far they've agreed to repair her existing wheelchair. They've arranged a loaner. And um, they're just, they're trying to cooperate. Do you think, I, get, I mean, that's a PR nightmare, but then you'd have to widen every aisle. Right. Will she be successful in changing their policy, do you think? I don't think so. I think they established that policy because they had problems. And I think probably some of these custom electric wheelchairs are just too wide. Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, and airplanes have, I mean, they have, there's only, they have parameters to get the thing in the air. They're very finite. She says yeah. the loner wheelchair that she experienced had a broken armrest. Uh, the seat is too small to fit the cushion she requires to support her body, and she had bad pain during the flight. Thirty and grand. That's how much they cost. 30, well, this nice one. Yeah, thirty thousand dollar wheelchair. Yeah, she's got a nice one. Had a nice one. I'd say, yeah. Uh, I won't say anything about the uh, the grocery cart with a wheel that. <laughs> oh my god! I was gonna, but I'm not. No, no, that would said, be snarky. You, you said enough. That's yeah, that, a, now that would be snarky. Talk about snarky. That snark. would be milieu. <laughs> well, that is his milieu to start talking about that. Awful. Lisa Lanier, look at we didn't even get to half the stuff we were going to get yeah, to. But by golly, yeah, we Tiger Woods. I know we didn't even talk about Tiger Woods. Oh, I know. She handled herself like a pro, though. I mean, you threw stuff left and right. Kelly. I did. We'll have to save Tiger Woods for next week. Is what that did a... he do? Well, he's suing Rachel Yucatel because she broke her uh, non-disclosure agreement. Oh. Apparently talked about the sex acts. Oh. We'll talk about that next week. Yep. Oh. <laughs> yep. uh, I'll tell you, though, next Friday I won't be here, so we'll do it on Thursday. Is that okay, that's Lisa, right. with you? Okay. Yeah, that's yeah. fantastic. Yep. Right. We'll talk to you Thursday. Celebrate good time. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> When did that happen? <laughs> you just saw it, brother. Art A. He doesn't discuss it with anyone. He don't say nothing. He just flops That's it radio, on baby. I'm uh, taking Wait, it's the not day. for a procedure, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. <laughs> Thank you, Lisa. Good to talk to you as always. She's available at earlawgroup.com, hireaheavyweight.com. There she goes. Look, Chris Dim's crying. He's so happy. <laughs>